Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Our defender in time of need. That's the Lord as we're looking at today on Times of Refreshing. Growing up, I had a friend named Dave. Now, I really liked Dave, but I was also envious of him. Now, the reason I liked him was the same reason I was envious. He had a big brother who could always take care of him. And so, hanging out with Dave, I'm taken care of as well. But I always wanted a big brother to take care of the problems that would come my way, right? Especially at the school playground. You know, we've got a big brother, the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is our defender. And that's what we're looking at here in Psalm 64. Join us for today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing as we take a look at our defender. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. There's a lot of reasons why people become bitter, but that bitterness, if it isn't dealt with, now it begins to be used as a tool and a weapon to afflict people. And David understood this. I'm sure he turned a lot of people, rubbed a lot of people wrong. The, 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 the nations around them didn't like the way that they came in and, and, and possessed the lands. So there was a lot of bitterness around him. I'm sure there was bitterness in his own kingdom. I'm sure there was jealousy. A lot of things that went on in his life, but those bitter words, people use that position of bitterness now to begin to release bitter words. Saints, we got to watch our mouths and watch and make sure that all of us, all of us, that our source is pure, that our spring is pure. What springs forth out of you? All of us have to be sensitive about this because oftentimes we won't kill a person literally, but we'll chop them down with our words. David was able to see this. He knew this. And it is clear. He says that they sharpen their tongue like a sword. He says they bend their bows to shoot their arrows, bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the blameless. Suddenly they shoot at him. And do not fear. This is the thing that this is amazing to me. David was the king. But people have become so bitter that they had no respect for his position in office. And they did what they did without fear. And sometimes this happens. People lose respect. They lose, they lose that place in their lives. That no matter how, let me say this to all of us here. No matter, you know, I, I want to teach my kids. I don't care what your mama did. And I don't care how mad you are. You are not going to disrespect my wife. Can I have an amen? You have, to, you have to lay down the law. And the same thing for the wives. 
And if you're a single parent in this room, you serve notice on your children that you don't, you might be bitter and angry because you didn't get your PS23 or whatever they're called, but you are not going to talk to me like that. Go ahead and call your daddy. Can I have an amen? Because what happens is people don't realize we got to teach our kids, even at a young age, to respect authority. He said they did this without fear. This is the king. And I think it's important that we, that we teach people to respect authority. And even because if we're not watchful, we start crossing lines. And then it's not only that you, people, you lose people's respect, but now God won't respect us. And we want to maintain God's respect. He says that they did it without fear. And this is what the world is coming to. People have no problem talking and saying this and, and out of their bitterness saying things that are, are just foul. And we have to learn to tell people. Like, like I, I believe it was Paul who said, I believe that thou art in the goal of bitterness and poisoned by iniquity. Something's wrong with you. Something's going on in you. And I think it's the same thing that we need to do and learn to tell people, man, you, you're bitter. You got bitterness in you. Let her go, man. Why are you always talking? Why are you hating on her now? Let him go. Well, he ain't never going to find nobody like me. I don't care what he say. <laughs> Ooh, I know I'm preaching now. I know I'm preaching. Look at him. Ah, ah. You know it's the truth. Man, never going to take care of like I did. She tripping and stuff. Now, I think what happens is, saints, we don't realize some of this stuff comes out. And we have to allow God to free us from this. And then realize that there's a certain level of fear, a healthy fear that we should have about who we put our mouths on. David, and he saw this. He says in verse 5, look at this. He says, they encouraged themselves in an evil matter. They talk of laying snares secretly. They say, who will see them? They devise iniquities. We have perfected a shrewd scheme. Both the inward thought and the heart of man are deep. This word here, shrewd scheme. Shrewd. It means, to, this Hebrew word, it means to plan a plan that has been thoroughly thought out. Thoroughly thought out. This isn't just a moment when, when, when you and I may say things or something off the cuff. Like, oh man, why did I just say that? This isn't something that just out of impulse we say. Uh, this here, David is saying that these people have, have sat down secretly and thought out a plan. Similar to what they did with Jesus when they tried to chip, trip him up in his words. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they sent people up and their whole goal was trip him up in his words. Listen to what he's saying. See if he says something about the temple and, and, and see if he says something about this. And, and, and let's try to find some kind of accusation against him. Be careful about how you and I, we need to be careful about how you and I look for accusation when it comes to a person. That person's a great preacher, but 
We have to be sensitive. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, we don't do our due diligence and we should do our due diligence. But we're, if we're always just constantly looking for something that's wrong, there may be a, a sign that something's wrong with us. Generally, when you walk with God, if he's going to show you something about someone, he surprises it, you with it. But well, what we do is sometimes we go on the hunt for dirt. We do it. Yeah, I know that they're the CEO, but I've been doing my research. And we go through and we do our, and, and like I said, we need to do our due diligence as smart, as wise. Jesus wants us to do this. But, but there's a place where we have to ask ourselves, what is my, what is my motivation for doing it? What's my motive behind it? That's the question. That's the question. These individuals here, it says very clearly that they had perfected a shrewd scheme, thoroughly plot out. How can I get this done? And this happens. This is what the devil does all the time. He's planning out shrewd schemes to try to, try to ruin your reputation, to try to harm you in a certain way. To try to bring up things. You've been saved for years and the enemy will try to bring up stuff you did when you, way before you even got saved. Get delivered from the fear of that. You start talking about it before he start talking about it and shut his mouth. When you know you've been redeemed, you don't mind talking about some stuff you used to do. Can I have an amen? You don't mind saying, yeah, that's what I used to do. But praise the Lord. Nothing but the blood. Amen. Now what, devil? Shut your mouth. But the fear of that, sometimes the devil will have you so afraid of the fear of it coming out. I've learned that, hey, man, I'm going to put myself on blast. (laughs) Because I know what the power of the blood of Jesus has done in my life. And I know that I have been redeemed. I know I have been bought back. I know I have been washed. I know I have been cleansed. I know I've been healed and delivered and set free. Because of the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen, y'all? This is what we learn to do. But the enemy, he thoughtfully plans out a way to try to take you out. He may do it on your job. He may do it in your home. He may do it with family members. He may do it. But in the midst of him trying to do it himself and to use people, the next verse should set us all free. He says, but God shall shoot at them with an arrow. He says, suddenly they shall be wounded. We know that the enemy, that the devil, obviously God knows how to shut his mouth. But even sometimes you have to give place to wrath. What that means is let God do his job. And however he chooses to deal with a situation, we have to take our hands off and pray for people. And pray for people that God would have mercy. The same way Jesus prayed for us is the same way that we have to have this posture and then let the just judge and God of our salvation, let him do his job. And there's times when God is going to say, hey, just be quiet and let me shoot. Now, we, you know, our prayers, we know, you know, and I don't believe God's just going to kill folks and do things like this. We know. But what I will say is God has a way of making people stop. 
whatever way he chooses. And it's so important for us to see this. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly they shall be wounded. There's a place where people say, oh, ouch. Maybe I shouldn't have messed with them. Maybe I should have left them alone. Some of y'all really like that. It's a place for that. Where you give place to, for God to do his thing. He says in verse 8, so he will make them stumble over their own tongue. All who see them shall flee away. This is important that we see that God, he has a way. And, and this is, you know, there's a law called sowing and reaping. God has a way of causing people to reap what they have sown. And that's why it's so important that we're sensitive about what we're doing because this is real. You will reap what you sow. And he said he shall make them stumble over their own tongue. And all who see them shall flee. All men shall fear and shall declare the work of God. For they shall wisely consider his doing. And there's a place in our walk with Christ and as we're journeying with Christ Well, God will cause the fruit of your actions to speak for themselves. And all will see this is the Lord's doing. And this is important that we see this. It's it's we we allow time to take its place so that God, the fruit of who's right or wrong, will manifest itself. He says, all shall see and shall flee away. He says, all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God. For they shall wisely consider his doing. It's amazing now. Even when you think about Jesus' ministry. (laughs) I mean, just think about this, saints. Before Jesus died, basically everyone had left him. He's hanging on this cross. One man is justified. Jesus died, he's buried, he raises from the grave. When he took his last last breath, the Pharisees and Sadducees, the Sanhedrin, Pilate, all these, they thought this is the end of him. He's done. He's not who he says he was, and he's done. That always amazes me because now, 2,000 years later, we have people that all over the world adore Jesus who worship Jesus and and I will say this not only do they worship Jesus and they honor Jesus but but now they are convinced and they know without a shadow of a doubt that that same Jesus that died was buried and he rose out of their grave is now living on the inside of them So death actually brought multiplication, not subtraction. And wisdom is justified by her children. And what happens is now, instead of the Pharisees and Sadducees and and the Sanhedrin having to deal with just one Jesus, now Christ is in now now Christ is in millions of people all over the world, and they still can't get rid of Jesus. I have an amen. And I think, I think it's important that we see this is, and I like, I like, 
And, and all you can do, people do, that are wise, is say, look at God. Look at God. And people, even in this room, who didn't used to believe in Jesus. People in this room that maybe say, Jesus didn't, he doesn't exist. All of a sudden now, because of what Jesus has done in other people's lives and the effect that now he's had on their life, they're lifting their hands and glorifying God and say, oh, this God is amazing. Wisdom is justified by her children. I think it's so important that we see that even in your life, if you give God time, he will make known what is right and what is wrong. And he will be the one to justify. But what happens to a lot of people, we take things into our own hands and not realize that God, if we trust him, will realize he's good. Look what he says here in verse 10. He says, the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and do what? Trust in him. And all the upright in heart, he says, shall glory. And I think it goes back to this one word once again, and that is the word trust. Do you trust God? Do you trust him? Do you trust God with your reputation? Do you trust God with how how people close and far, how they, how they view you? Or are you fighting trying to prove a point? I'm learning in my own life that a good name is rather to be chosen than, than precious rubies. But I don't define how, I want to say this, I don't define how I arrive at a good name. Jesus does. <laughs> I just want to be obedient and love God. And be faithful to God. And then he defines what that looks like. And to who it, 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 it's defined to. Saints, we have to get our place in a position where we get back to simply trusting God. God will fight your battles. If, you, if we learn to rest in him, he'll see us through to the other side. And in all this clamoring going on around David... And all the pressure on David and all the things that he went through, he sits down and he pins this psalm and he says in verse 10, in the midst of Saul trying to kill him and the Canaanites trying to kill him and, and this person saying that and this happening, he stops in verse 10 and he says, the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him. And all the upright in heart, he says, shall glory. Saints, I really felt like the Lord laid this message on my heart today because some of you i mean we just got into the got out of the holidays thanksgiving and truth be told some of you some of you may not even been able to have thanksgiving with your family because things have been said some of you may be in this room didn't even have thanksgiving with your immediate family let me say this some of you may in this room, and I don't know, I'm just sharing what I feel like the Lord. Some of you in this room, you may not even had your kids come over to Thanksgiving because they're mad. And they're talking. But I want to say once again, but God. Some of you weren't invited to the, to the, to the, 
to the party for all the other workers on your job. They just, oops, forgot about you. But God, saints, today we have to take this aspect of our lives. And I've been talking about this. I've been talking about practical living because God has been drilling me on it. We have to take this aspect of our lives and say, God, I'm going to take this, the fear of the secret plots and, and all this other stuff that David clearly outlined. And I'm going to take this, I'm going to lay it on the altar. And I'm going to say, God, I'm going to trust in you and I'm going to be glad. Heavenly Father, I thank you. That God, you're walking with us day by day. You're teaching us the value of clinging to you at all times. You're teaching us to prioritize you in everything that we do in our lives. And Father, this is real. We thank you for the reality of your word and how moments like these are real. David's moment was real. He needed you to protect him. And Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. That, Lord, if, if they have been falsely accused or, or things have gone on in their life, that, God, you would protect them on their jobs, in their homes, with family members, with extended family members, with friends. That, Lord, there would be an element of protection that we would learn to trust in and we rest in you. And, Father, I just pray today that you would break off of all of us any form of fear of the plots lord we will fear no evil for thou art with us your rod and your staff they comfort us lord we will fear no evil even the fear of it lord we just rebuke that fear off of us now and lord we let you define who we are to people and father i pray in the name of jesus that today that we would take every form of this and leave it on this altar and rise up like David did in verse 10 and be glad and rejoice and our heart will glory because God, you are our help. You are our strength. You are the one who keeps us and that Lord, we would never shy away from and cower back from situations because we're fearful of what people may say. God, we trust in you. And we thank you, God, that you are our redeemer. And that, God, you defend us. Lord, defend your people. I pray in the name of Jesus even now. That anyone in this room that is faced with something along these lines. That, Lord, you would be activated even now. And move in, Lord, to their defense. That, God, you would do a quick work. That you would silence the enemy's mouth. And that you would put the enemy on the run. And that, God, you would bring the truth to light. I just hear this in my spirit. Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would bring truth to light. And that the truth concerning your sons and daughters would be clearly evident and revealed. And that, Lord, there would be no tarrying. That, Lord, even now, that you would bring it to the surface, the reality, that their truth would be heard, Lord, in whatever area of their lives. And, Lord, I pray that not only would you protect them now, but, but Lord, that you would protect people under the sound of my voice from future attacks of the enemy. 
that you would that you would hide them maybe they're not going through it now but lord i pray that you would unveil a scheme that is 20 years down the line and 10 years down the line and two years down the line that you would god bring it to light that you would pull the cover off of it and that lord not only would you pull the cover off it but that lord you would expose it and that god there would be a shifting and a turning that would take place god we just give you the glory We give you the glory. And God, we speak peace over your people this morning. Peace now. I just declare peace in the name of Jesus. And God, I ask that, Lord, that this peace that you give would be a perfect peace. And God, we give you the praise. You're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925 925- 292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, thewellchurch.net, or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message, at 10.30 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And we're praying and standing on his truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless. God bless.